Okay. So we are now beginning Chapter 35. And Chapter 35 starts a whole new subsection of Tanya. Chapters 35, 36, 37 are one unit. And the unit's emphasis is action. And most specifically, actions that bring Messiah. In this chapter, we open up with two questions. One, going back to the starting point of this entire work, is a verse. The matter is very near to you, in your mouth, and in your heart to do it. And there are questions to do it. Because these three words are expressing the three ways our soul can manifest itself in thought and speech and in action, which means they should be three parallel expressions in your mouth and in your heart and in your actions. So why is it in, in the infinitive to do it, as if that's like the stop point? And also the order isn't classical because either we think of it as action, speech, thought, or thought, speech, action but not in your mouth and in your heart to do it, it's, it's off. It's not in either of the two classical ways that we would organize these words. So what is the significance of this word to do it that's written last, not where it should be placed logically, and it's written in the infinitive, not parallel to the other two? That's the first question. The second question, that's a technical question. The second seems like a more philosophical question. Why did God do what he's doing? in making my animal soul so close to my godly soul, though my godly soul can't transform my animal. By the saint, where his godly soul takes over, destroys the evil, and makes his animal part of serving God, we understand their proximity. But for the rest of us, why are my animal and godly so closely linked in the way they're formed in my body, almost as if the animal is the skin to the godly, when the godly has no hope of transforming this animal? To answer both of these questions, we begin with a very, for the Tanya, long passage from the Zohar. This is spoken by the child of the Zohar, who says, based on the verse, that the wise man, his eyes are in his head. And he says, and, and where else is someone's eyes? Everyone's eyes are in their head. So when it says your eyes are in your head, what it means is, the wise man's eyes are focused on that which is on his head. As we know, it says that a man should not go bareheaded for four amos, four measurements, because God's presence is on his head. So a wise man, his eyes, his heart, his words are all focused on his head to make sure God's presence remains on his head. And how is God's presence going to remain on my head? By me feeding it constantly. And now we go to a metaphor of God's presence as the flame on my body, on my head, which is the wick. For a flame to stay on a wick, there needs to be some combustible. There needs to be something feeding and maintaining the flame's presence on the wick. So what's the oil that's keeping God's presence on my head? The oil is our good deed, is our action commandments. And as long as I'm feeding God's presence with another commandment, another action, another action, another action, another good deed, another God deed, God's presence stays on my head. So we don't yet understand exactly what this means, but we see clearly that God stays on me specifically through my actions of God's commandments. 